If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. What is in the plans for, because we're recording this on uh, Hallow's Eve, right? Isn't that what Halloween? All Hallow's Eve. Isn't that what Halloween's supposed to be called? Hallow's Eve? Is it? What are you guys doing tonight? What are you doing, Adam? I know you don't have kids Summoning that you know about. So. Tonight is no different from than Monday for me, bro. What do you, last year you did like a party or something. No, normally I do do. I mean, uh, normally you do do. Normally I do do uh, a Halloween party. I haven't done one though in uh, quite a few years though. I mean, shit, the last few. I thought last year you did. You went to one, maybe no. No, no, I haven't. Yeah, it's just been a lot of shit going on, man. You're becoming a fuddy duddy. No, I I absolutely I love to I love to get uh, all decked out for Halloween and throw a cool party. And I think it's it's one of my favorite holidays to have some fun. It's a good excuse to drink and act silly. So I'm I'm all for it, but I just got I got too much shit going on right now. We have so you're just so gonna much, chill I mean, tonight. Yeah, well, I'd like to say I'm gonna chill, but I'll probably be working. I mean, we've we're like a little behind on some things, and we're all out of here in a week. So God damn, you're crapping me out right now. <laughs> no, it's not. A, it's not. Yeah. It's not a reason to be crapped out at all. I just I think we have a lot of stuff we got to take care of this next week before uh, yeah. everybody. There's takes definitely off. some intensity there. Are well, you gonna have any candy? Like one piece of candy or anything at all? No, not even one piece of candy. No, we didn't. We didn't buy any for the house. Uh, Shit. Yeah, yeah. No, we we no good in plenties, huh? No candies today. That's I, not his favorite. He's a Mike and I. I thought it was, okay. no, no, no. I good. thought it was good. In oh, it is good in plenty. Yeah, yeah, Justin's right. Come no, on. here's the thing with that stuff. Like, I know your boy. If I if I felt like having it, I would absolutely have it. But I I don't. Yeah. Uh, I just had my 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 best friend came down and we went to uh, took him to the Sharks game and we had um, a blueberry cake. From uh, Paris, Paris baguette. If you've never had Paris baguette, what? oh, bro, next level cakes. So here's how I. This is how I feel too. Blueberry so like, cake. I I wanted. In, I had a great great night with uh, some good friends. Go all the way back to elementary school. We hung out all night. Oh yeah, I saw yeah. your picture. That's right. Yeah, and then we and then we had a cake, and so I enjoyed an amazing cake that was well. Now, done. did you have a cake to yourself like last time, or did you have? <laughs> some cake so i'd be lying if i said i didn't have see to that's why i asked the question people listening right now are like oh you must be you're making fun of adam right now no i have witnessed him buy an entire cake for himself let's be honest though trick-or-treating today is like it's like it's like the pussified version of trick-or-treating when we were kids yeah like i used to go out you'd have to go like miles fucking hours yeah. dude and i'd fill up Hike. a massive uh pillow sack yeah full of candy kids now that we go out for like 45 minutes to get a little bit of candy to come back mm, and I'm tired. yeah oh, i don't want to walk anymore i used to, <laughs> I used to go out by myself sucked. i didn't get any of my you know m&ms or you know the candy sucks. and the candy now is so good everything yeah. is quality when we were kids it was a lot of the, that shitty wrapper candy and you know what i'm talking about right and just, just where you had to you just untwist them Mm-hmm. You know that kind of stuff. See, I, I I live right Wax on, lips. I live right on the outskirts of like the rich neighborhood, and that's the best place to go like uh, trick or treating because they give like full candy bars, like the king size. Jesus, <laughs> like you get they actually you come up as a kid and you're like, here you go. That man. is rad. That here, that's like the here's the your, house everybody targets oh, after that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's the whole area. That whole Silver Creek area up there. You go up there. And you get full candy bars. You get full dollar something candy King bars. King size. Yeah. Get, get out of here. S- seriously, it's like it's it's an investment if you go up <laughs> there 
as an adult and you take your kids through there and you gather all these big candy bars and, and then, then turn around them. and sell them for 75 cents <laughs> a bar at a discounted rate. So yeah, I'm handing out uh, that's a That's a lesson I would teach my children. Right I would there. teach my children. Yeah. Listen, we could eat all this shitty candy. Johnny son, over here is selling lemonade. You're going to sell king size We Snickers. could hustle all night tonight and we can buy you that new Nintendo that's coming out for Christmas. What do you think? Uh, it's I like up that. to you. I'm, see, I'm that. handing out keto uh, gifts to children. <laughs> just You're a, a dick. Just Bacon. Go coconut oil. Yeah. <laughs> Bake it in a teaspoon of coconut. Here's a pencil and some butter. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun, kids. Some little carry gold yeah. cubes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, good luck not getting egged in, in yeah. like fucking teepee. Oh, tonight. what a cute, what a cute costume. Here's an avocado. Oh, yeah. look at that one. Here's a, here's a, here's an organic free range egg. Some people might like bacon though. Maybe yeah. I'll do that. Dude, yeah. I would love to walk up to a door and say trick or treat and they hand me bacon. Oh, of course, right. you are fucking sweet. kidding me right now. Yeah, but if you're a kid, you'd be so angry. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. am I gonna do? If you think about it, there's your nothing. Your mom wouldn't let you eat it anyway. Yeah, there's nothing you could really hand out that would be like healthy, right? No. I mean, what are you going to hand out? No, you, you can't give out nuts because someone's allergic. So really It's out. annoying to be that person. Don't you, As healthy as you want to be and like influence people, just fuck off yeah, for, this, you know, for I, this holiday. I don't want to get toilet papered. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So are you passing? Do you, I mean, you're not in an area where you'll have kids, right? You don't have kids come where you're at. No, but I mean, last year and all that, you know, we would have some kids come around and we just hand out candy. And a lot of times, what I would do is I'd go trick or treating with the kids. And then I say, I'm a dick. Ready? You guys ready Here to hear about what Here an asshole I am? I'd come back with my kids. I'd let them pick out five pieces that, that's their favorite that they would eat uh, like over the course of like a week, two weeks. And then <laughs> five the, pieces. That's yeah. the last of them two. Damn, yeah. you are. Dead. Then the rest of the candy, I would hand, <laughs> I would hand one bite a night. That's all you get. <laughs> that's right. One bite a night. Mm-hmm. I let them eat till they puke and they don't want to do it. And anymore. every time they took a bite, <laughs> different fathering, different strategies. Well, I'm not, I'm not even done. Yeah. Every time they take a bite, I'd hit, I'd hit them really hard so they'd associate the pain with the candy. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, now this makes sense. Yes. Um, and then the rest of their candy, I would hand out to kids coming to my house. So I'd like re gift. Yeah. Candy. <laughs> Actually, recycle that's too. recycling yeah. actually if you think about that's it. a good strategy no, yeah, I, I like that, that. man Just, you guys notice the sound in here how freaking oh, amazing it is god it's finally it's so yeah all it's the cool all the foam is up and it's weird when, doesn't it sound almost weird like when you talk you don't hear anything coming back it yeah. sounds clear oh, it's it great is. Yeah, no it's nice it yeah. sounds really good it kills your crazy everybody that's in the car right yeah, now I mean, we sound like we're right yeah. in your head <laughs> it just stopped it right there my voice is better than that yeah so, uh, you guys, I want to talk about, we just filmed some videos, um, and I don't know if they'll be up by the time this particular podcast airs. Sure there will be. But uh, we demoed some kettlebell exercises for bodybuilding. Yes. I don't hear anybody ever talk about kettlebells. I love that we started with that, because it's like, you know, you're going to battle like the, the purists, right, right away with the kettlebells. And then also like the, the bodybuilding community, they don't, they don't even look at the kettlebells as a valid tool. And we just were like, fuck that. Let's merge them. Dude, I didn't even think about that. You guys, this is this is like total mind pump style. We're yeah. gonna piss off. We're gonna piss two the people kettlebell off. people off yes. and the bodybuilding people. I love yeah. it. I love All it. All in one fell swoop. Yeah, I love it. Get out of your camps. Yeah, but I think a lot of people don't realize that. Uh, okay, of course, there's a traditional kettlebell exercises and kettlebells. Uh, let's get a little brief history. They've been around for a long time. In fact, they've been around longer than dumbbells and barbells. They were the original. Dumbbells. In fact, right. I think that's what they were called. Well, because they were bells that you actually rung. Right, and then yeah. they take out the part that rings, and they call them a dumbbell, right? Because yep. they didn't make any sound. That's it. And then, and then some someone invented the dumbbell, called it a dumbbell, so they had to call them kettlebells. So they've been around for a very long time, and they really burst on the fitness scene about 
what would you say? Is it, has it been like 15 years? No, less than that. Maybe 12, mm. 10 years? Yeah. Well, I Maybe think like before that, nobody ago. used you're, them. You're saying like when they really got popularized. Popular, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they say they've been around forever. Been around. But no, I'm talking about here in America. Like I nobody think, used kettlebells. Uh, who's, you know, who's, the, who's the master, no. Justin? He came, out, he came out with a certification in the in the 90s or 2000s, right? That that came out. Pavel Tsutsoni? Tsutsoni? Yeah, we're going to fuck up his name. I remember I was probably about, let's see here, what gym was that? I want to say I was at Capital McKee. So this is like 2002 ish somewhere around there i remember that it was becoming but i remember the certification was like 1500 dollars to go through the cert and i really wanted to do it because i was really interested in getting into it but i was like man i don't want to pay 1500 dollars for a certification yeah to use it's still really expensive by the way it took you be rkc uh certified so really yeah very same expensive. price yeah and and what's nice is that it, it started competition started to come out and like you got strength first and you got like these other kettlebell certifications that were like, ah, it's kind of ridiculous. You know, let's, let's get a lot of these elements and move on and get into more people like more qualified uh, instructors that we can create by, you know, making it more accessible and affordable uh, because it's like, I mean, it's specialized, of course it's specialized and it's something that you can charge money for, but um, you know, it, it's a valid tool that I think a lot more people need to use. Yes, I think it's worth it. I really do. I think if you want to become, of course, you get your normal certifications, you really learn and understand your good fundamental barbell dumbbell exercises. But if there's, if you want to go another step, if you want to learn something new, I highly recommend getting education with kettlebells because kettlebells do things different. Uh, they can provide different uh, adaptations and stimulus than barbells and dumbbells. So speaking about just when we talk in terms of the traditional kettlebell exercises like your swings, your windmills, you know, your, your various snatches and presses, they're very unique to, to kettlebells. And I think the reason why they became popular was because uh, – well, let's use the kettlebell swing, for example. Probably the most popular – arguably the most popular kettlebell exercise. Wouldn't you agree, yeah. Justin? Oh, for sure. It's a hip-hinging movement. It is a, a, an exercise that works. It's a gross motor movement. Um, you get a lot of cardiovascular endurance with it if you want to as well, mm-hmm. but it's easier to learn than a clean with a barbell. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, absolutely. You yeah. can you can really like localize it. You can keep it controlled a lot more easily. And what's great about it is that hip hinging, that power that you can promote through your hips, that translates to all kinds of other lifts, deadlifts, squats, like all these other hip hinging movements that now you have that element of power you can you can tap into. Yes, and I, I think that's why they got popular. They were they were just they were different enough. Uh, they gave people benefit, but they were easy enough. A lot of the movements, the core basic movements, were easy enough for people to learn. Unlike uh, your, if I were to compare a kettlebell swing or a kettlebell snatch to a barbell movement, it would be like a clean, right? Yeah. But a clean is super technical. Mm-hmm. Like it takes, it would take me if I got an, if I got even a fit client who's never done a clean before, it would take a long time just to learn how to do a proper one. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't take me long at all to teach them how to do a proper kettlebell swing. So you could immediately get into, you know, the nuts and bolts of it in the, in the, in the getting the workout aspect versus, versus just constantly focusing on technique. Well, any of those movements that you have, uh, why I, the kettlebells are so great, what you're saying is that, you know, when you do a barbell or a dumbbell, the, the barbell, you, you keep it uh, in a fixed position when you mm-hmm. try. And then, mm-hmm. then the joint and muscles have to move 
in order, like in order to make that a, a comfortable movement. Does that make sense? Like yeah. with a kettlebell, the kettlebell swings into like the natural position. Oh, it allows for travel in the wrist. It allows for travel in the elbow, travel in the shoulder. Like there's a spiral line you can create, which, you know, promotes a more natural type yes. of uh, uh, mechanics. Like your body wants to move uh, with those mechanics. I feel like it, we do get stuck a lot of times in these fixed positions where I'm holding the bar and I'm going to, you know, bringing it down to my chest and I'm doing overhead press. Well, I'm still limited in that to where like I could actually move my arm around and, and, and get a little more uh, travel from that, which is, which is something that, you know, functionally I'm going to benefit a lot more from. So I'll tell you when I really started to incorporate them when I was getting ready for shows was I was doing a lot of our barbell lifts. So I was doing a lot of, um, you know, our squats or deads or overhead presses. And I was, I'm grabbing barbells and I'm lifting heavy weight a lot. And I started to notice that um, I was limiting my range of motion because you're in this fixed position. And I was starting to get some poor recruitment. And it was happening in my back and then was causing shoulder to elbow issues. And kettlebells were the first place that I went to start to correct that and fix it. Because just like Justin is saying, it allowed your elbow, your shoulder to move in that, in that spiral natural movement that it should move in. And when you're in that fixed position with the barbell, that can, it can start to create imbalances. So whether you become somebody who's like this huge kettlebell guru and you use kettlebells all the time, I definitely think that it's something that everybody should incorporate into their routine somewhat, whether it's something that you do all the time or it's something that you intermittently put in there. There's such great benefits to it that it should be in everybody's routine. And this is always something that I've, you know, like with maps green, so mass performance, uh, I've had a lot of people ask like, well, you know, do I really have to use a kettlebell or, or just use dumbbells or, or just use a barbell or, you know, for these specific movements? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You could, you know, you could do that. But the effect like I'm, I'm trying to get by using the kettlebell is that, you know, this is allowing for more of that rotation. Our, right now our focus is on the movement of what's going on. And so I want to promote better health in my wrist, my elbows, my shoulder. And for me to, you know, just just grab what I'm, I'm, I'm natural to grab like a dumbbell in the gym and, and, and be, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get people outside of that mentality and that thought process and, and experience something that is going to promote a different recruitment pattern and a different feel. Well, I think, uh, I mean, what you guys are talking about, um, is very true and the market is showing it now, right? It's, it's hard now to find a major gym that won't have at least a few pairs of kettlebells. Most gyms won't have like a huge, display of kettlebells but you can find them and you can even find kettlebells now in group classes Mm -hmm. and that's in a very short period of time i want people to understand that 15 years ago 12 years ago you couldn't find kettlebells anywhere in fact i bought kettlebells about 15 years ago i had to import them from russia because you couldn't really find anywhere around here to buy them that's how rare they were yeah today you can find them in group classes and they've infiltrated the fitness industry because there's lots of benefit however there is one aspect of fitness where you still don't see kettlebells being used almost at all, and that's in bodybuilding. 100%. There seems to be this misconception that kettlebells are great for function, which is true, Mm -hmm. is great for correcting imbalances, which is true, is great for athletic performance, which is true. But then the false false part about it is that kettlebells are not good for hypertrophy. Mm -hmm. And if you want to work on hypertrophy – you should do barbells, dumbbells, machines, and just stick to the typical bodybuilding stuff. And that's false. There are some incredible hypertrophy-based exercises you could do with kettlebells that are not traditional kettlebell exercises that I think you're going to start to see more and more people start to incorporate. And a lot of this, uh, a lot of the stuff that I've learned from this is through experimentation. I know, Adam, 
you've experimented quite a quite a bit as well with yeah. some kettlebells. I'll give you guys a very basic example uh, that's easy to understand. If you're listening right now uh, and you work out, odds are you've done a dumbbell curl. Um, and a dumbbell curl, very good basic bicep exercise, considered one of the foundation bicep extra, uh, isolation exercise, great bicep builder. Now, if you do a curl with a kettlebell, it's the same movement, but it feels very different. And it's largely because of the placement of the weight. First off, uh, when I'm curling with a dumbbell, obviously the dumbbell places the weight on either side of my hand. And when I come up to the very top of a curl, I'm, there's really not that much resistance any, uh, resistant, uh, any, res- excuse me, resistance anymore because of the position of my arm, because the weight is almost sitting on top of my wrist and pressing down versus when I'm at, say, 90 degrees where I feel most of the resistance. With the kettlebell, when I come up to that very top of that, that position, the kettlebell is sitting underneath my hand and resting on my arm and pulling down harder. I'm getting the, more on resistance. The, on the outside. On the outside. Put emphasis so people understand that. So the weight is on the outside. The, right. the kettlebell is resting on the outside of your forearm. So even in that fully contracted flex yes. position, the weight, the gravity is still pulling it against you. It's, where, it's heavier. It's actually heavier. Yeah. Even if I did if I did a curl with a dumbbell curl with a 25-pound dumbbell on my left, and I did a kettlebell curl with a 25-pound kettlebell in my right hand, and I did curls at the top of the movement, it's going to be heavier with the kettlebell yeah. because of the positioning of the weight. The and downward forces. Yes, creating. and that changes the adaptation. That changes the stimulus. Yeah. Makes it a very – I challenge you to do this. Go do some curls with That's some a great exercise, the one kettlebell. we show in the video. I mean, it, 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 it had showed great uh, a great way to add rotation and, and nice fluid movement with that as well. And you're, you're, you see how much it engages the bicep as you're doing them. Yes, and, you can, and it lengthens the lever. So at the bottom of the movement, if I pronate my hand and then rotate right. on the way up, I'm having to actually exactly. – I'm getting supinate. Yes, I'm getting more force in the rotation, more force in the supination, mm-hmm. whereas a dumbbell is balanced on either side. It's not really that much resistance in supination because of the length of the lever with the kettlebell and the positioning of the weight. As I'm twisting the hand, it's actually resistance in the supination. A lot of people don't realize that the bicep is involved yeah. in supinating the hand as well. Which is interesting because, I mean, that's really hard to describe, you know, real quickly to somebody. But, like, when you actually do it, you just feel the difference. You that, do. That's the easy part. You do. Now extend that, and this is very, it's very easy to understand that. Now extend that to other traditional bodybuilding movements that you could replace with kettlebells to give a different stimulus. Let's look at the skull crusher. That's mm-hmm. another exercise we demoed in the video. Yeah. Adam, when you were doing the skull crusher with the kettlebell, how different did it feel versus doing it with dumbbells or a barbell? Well, another thing just like uh, we just mentioned with the biceps. Now it's the opposite with the tricep. When we were laying down and we did a full extension of the tricep, so we did the skull crusher, right? You get the full extension. Normally when you get into that locked out position, you actually got to really concentrate on keeping the tension on the tricep because the, real easily the joint can take over uh, the, the stress. Well, with the kettlebell, because it's resting on the outside of your forearms after you extend, it's pulling back the other direction. So even when I'm in a fully extended position, my elbow's locked out, the kettlebell is actually still pulling back and keeping tension on my tricep, which is Mm -hmm. something that I love. Plus... When I'm dropping the kettlebells down by my head, I have that stabilization. Now, my the kettlebells kind of are, are, are not as in a fixed position like if I was doing a dumbbell or a barbell, which forces a lot of those stabilizers to kick in while I'm, I'm slowly resisting and the eccentric motion. I feel like it motion. keeps a lot of that weight, you know, really close to your body, which is a good good thing to have control over you know like as far as any of these movements are concerned um it's just safer because you're you're keeping all that load really centric to the body and in the midline of the body so that way you're able to manipulate it a lot more efficiently well when you're doing a skull crusher a traditional skull crusher my arms my my arms are uh perpendicular to the floor not perpendicular but uh what's the word you know here's the floor here's my 
I can't think of the right word. That would be perpendicular. It is perpendicular. That's perpendicular. So it's perpendicular to the floor, and when I fully extend my arms, there's no resistance at the top. Now, the way a lot of people remedy that is that they move the elbows back so that there's always resistance at the top, but they have to angle the elbows now in a different position. Mm -hmm. With the kettlebell, I can keep my arms perpendicular and still have lots of resistance at the top because of what Adam just explained. Well, and what you just mentioned, too, by the people that have to angle like that, really they end up switching. The tension now goes to the shoulders. Right, because you're in a in an angle like that, even in that flex position, and you're they're trying to get more tension on the tricep, but really the shoulders. Yeah, they're are getting working. all yeah, the lats. Yeah, the exactly. shoulder. We're keeping it at a ninety degree, and then extending all the way out with a kettlebell keeps the tension. Now on. take that philosophy, okay? Now that you understand that the placement of the weight, because it's different, can change change the tension of the exercise and change the adaptation. Let's apply that to other exercises, okay? Now imagine doing a dumbbell fly for your chest. I'm doing a dumbbell fly, and at the very top of the movement, again, very little resistance mm-hmm. because the weight is being is, is di- coming directly down. The outward force is pulling you out to the sides. Dude, I mean, that's exactly what you want. Dude, try doing a fly. You're going to have to go lighter, by the way. Whatever yeah. weight you use with dumbbells, go much lighter with kettlebells. Try doing a kettlebell fly with the kettlebells on the outsides of your arms. Right. You're going to find at the top of the movement, you're going to get a better squeeze. At the, you're going to feel more tension at the top. And when you come down at the bottom, because of the way the kettlebell is kind of hanging off your hand, mm-hmm. it's more difficult. Yeah, it's right. different. You can apply this to almost any bodybuilding exercise, and you can do it with kettlebells. It's different, but it's relevant. You know, and that, yes. that's really what the, the point we're trying to stress is how you know this is not something that's considered, but it's super relevant. It's all in using this tool for a different purpose, and I think that it's a great you know avenue for people to use uh, as far as bodybuilding is concerned. It is, and it, here's the thing: you know, kettlebells offer that variety, and variety is very good. It can change resistance; that's very good. It can co- it can create better, deeper ranges of motion; that is good. But it's not going to replace barbells and dumbbells. However, I will say this, and I know some people are going to give me some heat some heat for this. But if I were to compare a standing shoulder press, there are some exercises, by the way, that, that's what I'm going over, mm-hmm. that are better with kettlebells. Same exercises, superior though with kettlebells. And one of them is a shoulder press. Mm-hmm. If you did a standing shoulder press with dumbbells and then do them with kettlebells and learn how to use the kettlebells properly, how to rack them properly, how to rotate properly, kettlebells superior for building the shoulders. Period. End of story. The only one I, totally I wouldn't agree. Yes, 100%. In fact, I hardly ever do a dumbbell. The only time I do a press other than with kettlebells is now with a barbell because a barbell is very different. Yeah. I don't think you can ever replace that, but I barely ever do dumbbell shoulder press now because I find the kettlebells to be superior. And by the way, this is something that I've really learned to appreciate rather recently after years and years of years of, of experience pressing with dumbbells. I started pressing with the kettlebells after working with uh, Justin for the last year, and it's better. It's just better. My shoulders feel healthier. I get better pumps. It's fantastic. Well, it's amazing. It's a much more natural movement, like Justin said. That spiral movement is the movement that your shoulder would naturally go through in an overhead press like that. And I actually like uh, doing something like that with a client before I go to a barbell press because I Mm -hmm. feel like – teaches teaches them to go through that full range of motion also helps you with getting your shoulders back when you're all the way up, pressed over your head mm-hmm. so getting that that movement that full range down with a client and then progressing them over to a barbell because a lot of times if you give a client who's in their mid to late 30s and up you know that it's got all these you know we know that upper cross syndrome is so prevalent with people uh, now because we sit at our desk and we're driving, we do everything in front of us. So yeah. taking someone like that and asking them to do a barbell press, 
Well, it's a great point too, because it stimulates all the stability that's involved. Yes. And so that way, like if anything gets away from you or out of control, like you've, you've already awoken that, that response by doing that first. So I think that's a great, you know, it's a great way to do it. Well, even think about when you're in this, this locked out position, right? When you, and this is mind you, just so you guys know, you know, we did a a video series for kettlebell Kings that, you know, we'll, we'll drop with on our YouTube channel. So a lot of the stuff we're talking about, uh, maybe tough to visualize for a lot of people, but you'll see when we do a overhead press, when Justin presses over his head and he's in that full locked out position, the way the kettlebell is resting on the backside of his forearm, it actually promotes you to retract and pull mm. your shoulders mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Uh, it just, the natural gravity is pulling it. So it helps promote that, which is a something that most people struggle with. So I have found using this with clients when I'm trying to get them to get that shoulder retraction, uh, this really, really helps uh, even more than uh, a barbell, even though we, we talk about barbell as king for you know the overhead press and all the other movements we talk about. This is where this can really, really help and where I've used it with clients, and I absolutely love it because I think it uh, promotes that retraction that most people have a really tough time doing. It, it, and you know, really, you want to understand, you want just just think about this. The position of the kettlebell, the position of actual bell uh, part of the kettlebell is what uh, you want to pay attention to. And moving that, even though the exercise may look the same, changes the adaptation. So a traditional shoulder press with kettlebells has the kettlebell behind the arm. But can you do it where the kettlebell is, where the bell is in front of your arm? Absolutely. Yeah. You'd have to use a lot less weight. But in doing so, you're going to find having to really pull back and stabilize is going to be much more difficult. Mm-hmm. You can also take the bell and press upside down. That's it. Flipped up. Flipped up, and you're going to have to go very light and very slow. Um, and you want to talk about naturally oh pressing God. with slow, tight tension. Talk about strengthening your grip, I, you know, like all those stabilizing muscles all the way down from your wrist all the way down through your elbow to your shoulder. Like it's, it reinforces everything. It's funny because I have I hardly now have a workout where I don't have at least – one or two kettlebell exercises even i mean and that's the thing like i think people approach uh tools like kettlebells as in you know today's workout is kettlebells right you know all my exercises are kettlebells or today's barbells and dumbbells or whatever no it's another tool and i think injecting it into your workout and replacing certain barbell and dumbbell exercises with kettlebells you'll be very surprised to find that uh it's quite effective mm-hmm. um, another exercise i want to cover um, probably my favorite way to do walking lunges with weight is with a back-loaded kettlebell. I find it superior to holding dumbbells at my sides. Mm-hmm. I find it superior in some ways to having a barbell on my back. Mm-hmm. And it's because the weight is low and behind me, and it right. forces me to lean forward almost and propel myself forward with more hip extension. And, yeah, and you really had to sell me on this a little bit and then I went to go perform it and I I could totally see, you know, the relevance of it and like how how it was just natural in in retracting and depressing my shoulders and really driving that chest through and then having to focus on now, as I split my stance and I'm dropping into a lunge, now I really have to add, you know, that tension to to boost my hips up out of that position. So. Absolutely. Well, this is something that, I, you know, I talk a lot about is anytime that we can do movements that are going to help a very, very common deviation. This is, uh, this is to me, mm-hmm. one of the things that really separates uh, the conversations that we have around fitness than the majority. Like, 
you open up a magazine or you hear some bodybuilder guy talk and you oh do this the best exercise for the the bicep pump or this is the mm-hmm. you know this is what I do for my shoulders well the exercises that I choose to do or the exercises I choose to talk about I have found over you know the 15 years of training clients that these type of movements not only are great for whatever we're trying to accomplish whatever adaptation we're focusing on whether it be you know, we're looking for hypertrophy or strength or power or just a functional movement, whatever. I'm also looking for the carryovers on how it can benefit that person overall. And, you know, we, we talk so much about upper and lower cross syndrome because shit, 80, 90% of our clientele that we've ever had suffer from that. And most people from very extreme and almost everybody has even a subtle uh, upper or lower cross syndrome that they're battling. So anytime that we do a movement that I think helps promote that with whatever extra whatever muscle group we're trying to attack i i just find those movements so much more superior than your average exercise or average uh, uh, machine that you would do so mm-hmm. when sal was actually talking about that uh you know back loaded lunge i was like justin i was like oh wow this is a movement that i've never seen before mm-hmm. and not only had i never seen it but it, like justin as soon as i started doing it, i was like holy shit what a great movement it makes perfect sense it does it, yeah. it when you hold that kettlebell behind you on your hips like that it forces you to completely retract your shoulders which is the opposite position that we are in all day long right so it's going to promote well especially when you're moving yourself forward right your natural like response to that is to want to lean with right it. lean forward yeah. and round forward every time you come forward which absolutely it's the opposite you have to retract pull back and then it also promotes the hip extension which Mm -hmm. another issue that so many people have and when you're holding that kettlebell back Mm -hmm. down by your hips you really got to fire those glutes exaggerate that hip extension in every step that you take so absolutely love that move and i mean we were just so everybody knows too when we did this series so uh, a couple things one uh, we had been waiting for a while uh, to find a kettlebell company like this. Uh, like anything that we've done, everything from the studio equipment that we use to the equipment that we use in, inside our videos. And we always try and promote the best of everything that we do. We're all very, very picky mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to things. Kettlebell Kings is probably, in my opinion, uh, the best kettlebell company that's out there. And they've only been around since 2012. So they haven't even been around. That just shows you how yeah. how new the market is when I think the ones that are dominating the market uh, have only been around since 2012. But their their product is f- tits, yeah, absolutely, is. absolutely tits. And one of the things that Justin had brought up when we, because he was really the one that was like, you know, we, this is a company that we need to go with. And, you know, Sal and I are, are a little less versed when it comes to the kettlebells. And one of the things that Justin stressed was, you know, when you're doing all of these technical movements, you want all the kettlebells to be shaped similar. You want them all to have the same, to be the same size, not right. the same weight. Circumference, but it's, really. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know what it's like? It's like uh, using, um, you know, like Olympic uh, bumper plates. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want, you know, you, you obviously you go to a regular gym, you have your 45 pound plate, your 35, 25, and the 35 and 25 are shorter. So if I have a client who can't deadlift with the 45s and I give them the 25s, right. now I encounter the problem of the bar being much, great much lower, yeah, right? Exactly. Same thing with the kettlebells, positioning them, racking them, holding them. Right. You the, want them all to be the same. You have the same stimulus, so that way you can really work on the skill set that you're trying to build yes. using these. The weight's different, but the weight distribution is the same. Yeah. So that was the key with these. Not to mention they're super sexy, too. I mean, they look great. They turn you on. Yeah. No, yeah. They feel great. The handles, the grips on them. So yeah. I was super excited when we uh, when we got those, uh, got those in last week. So it's been fun already messing with them. Love the company. Love everything that they're doing. How did you feel with the, uh, the sumo squats you did with the kettlebell? That's another exercise, by the way, that... I I think is superior. 
with a kettlebell than with a dumbbell. The, mm-hmm. You know, the old-fashioned way was to hold the top of the dumbbell. Mm-hmm. So much better with a kettlebell. Yeah, well, because we got the big, we got that big Bertha. Yeah, I came. Was, was I actually came, I came in here. Katrina and I yeah. came in here this weekend, and uh, this was actually the first time I think I've done this in a very long time. Where this is another thing I love about kettlebells is you could grab probably maybe two or three sets of them of weights that are pretty, you know, somewhere between that 25 to 60 pound range. You could carry them in the trunk of your car and, you know, it's a lot easier to carry, yeah. carry that than a whole set of a barbell and wh- all the you do a whole workout just and do an things. incredible workout. We probably used three different sets and uh, did a full body routine. We're probably in here about an hour and a half uh, the other day. And one of the moves that I was working on her with was, uh, the sumo I, we were doing sumo deadlifts is what we were doing mm. and i just love uh how comfortable it is to hold i mean we have the big 130 pound uh, kettlebell out there is that how much it is yeah 128 is it, i think yeah, 28 128 pounds <laughs> bro i'm gonna press that Watch. that's a good that's a good amount of weight and it's actually really comfortable to grip that grip that so i was really working i was trying to help katrina work on her mechanic she's already got great form uh, sumo, I've been, we've been incorporating a lot of sumo lifting for her. Mm-hmm. So doing a sumo deadlift with a kettlebell, um, I, what I was having her do was really put a lot of emphasis on her concentric and eccentric motion and, and, con- and connecting and watching her feet too. So I, I had her take her shoes off and wanting to make sure that everything from her feet all the way up, uh, was connected and moving properly and totally could pick it apart. Meanwhile, it was a very comfortable thing for her to do. When you're doing a barbell and you're doing that, it's hard for me to kind of come around and, and move your feet. And I'm telling you, well, it's here's, some it, exercises are just easier to, to teach with yeah. a kettlebell. That's one of them. Definitely. But, and the other reason with that is because like, when you get a barbell and the weight is displaced out wide, there's the chance that you could you know, pick one side. If you have any kind of asymmetrical shift, that's danger right there. So now if that's I have heavy you, weight. is that how you hurt your QL? That, exactly. That's okay. why I bring that up because mm-hmm. it's, you know, if I, if I just had a really heavy kettlebell, 200 something pound kettlebell, and I kept it in the middle, like, you know, I'm, uh, chances are I'm going to be able to control that a lot better. Mm, excellent. That's, that's a great point. Yeah. I think you're, you should see, um, and hopefully we start the trend, but I think you should see people using kettlebells more for hypertrophy reasons, not just functional or athletic purposes. I would like to see more of that stuff because I think uh, people are going to start discovering that kettlebells are another way to add variety, superior to machines, in some cases superior to dumbbells, uh, but definitely up there with your traditional free weight dumbbell and barbell exercises. And I think as a result, you're going to see people build more muscle and have better uh, overall strength. Oh, 100%. You know, so I'd throw a challenge out to you. If you're a big Mind Pump listener, love all the programs, things that we've put out there, you know, I would challenge you to, to pick up um, maybe a couple pairs of Kettlebell Kings. Go to, go to kettlebellkings.com. Find, you know, somewhere between that 20 to 60 pound range. Mm-hmm. Start with a couple pairs just to start off with. Something and, you can press, yeah, you know, pretty easily. Exactly. Something you could press over your head and move because a lot of the movements will stem from that. And we're going to be doing a series of uh, our on our YouTube on our Mind Pump TV channel. So you're going to start seeing us drop some exercises on there. Uh, I just recently put uh, a Turkish get up on my Instagram for people to take a look at. So really going to start diving into uh, a lot of the kettlebell moves because it is like we've been we've been doing since day one with Mind Pump. We've been trying to merge. A lot of these things that belong together. I mean, they all, yeah. everybody wants to put you in a fucking box, man. They want to stick you in this. Oh, you're in this camp. You're kettlebell guys. That's all you do. You know, oh, you're bodybuilding guys. Oh, that's all you do. No, bullshit. 
so many of these these modalities uh, have so much carryover to each other, and they all have places for everybody. So, you know, that's kind of our mission on everything that we've done. So, I, I think right now this has become a, a major focus for us. So, if you don't have a own a pair of kettlebells already, run out there, grab a pair, probably from the best company I've definitely come across. I know Justin was the one that recommended them first, so I love them. Great product, great yep. product, excellent. Listen, if you like Mind Pump. Leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, you'll get a free T-shirt. You can also find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. You can find Adam at Mind Pump Adam. And Justin is at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at MindPumpMedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. Mind Pump.